Welcome to episode one of the First Step Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to help your preschool child become more independent and gain confidence as they grow into their next phase. Welcome to the First Step Podcast from your friends in Wombaland. This podcast is designed to give you practical tips that'll help you lay a strong spiritual foundation in the heart of your preschooler. Hi, my name is Kendra Fleming, and I am the host of the First Step Podcast. I've worked with our preschool team here at North Point Ministries for 17 years, and I have four great and grown-up kids. I'm really excited about our topic today. We're going to be talking about how to help our preschoolers become more independent and confident as they move into that next phase of life. Things like kindergarten are coming their way, and how do we help them be ready for these big next steps? I'm really excited because today Today in the studio with me, I have my really good friend, Natalie. Now, Natalie Kitchen and I have been friends for a long time, and when, before I even met her, she was a high school teacher for nine years in our Atlanta area schools, and uh, we snagged her out of that, and she started working on our preschool ministry team as a creative content director. She uh, helped make sure that what we did was super fun and creative and engaging for our kids, but also had a really powerful message that was appropriate for every stage of life. We still use so much of what she poured her heart into, and so I'm super grateful for Natalie today. So Natalie, I know you have three awesome kids. They're wonderful. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Kendra. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited to be here, and this is an appropriate topic for me because our youngest, he's five, and we're about to send him to kindergarten, and then we have a seven-year-old moving into second grade and a nine-year-old moving into fourth grade, so we are busy and Moving a lot of pieces all the time. Yes, you are. I cannot believe that Ben is going into kindergarten. Crazy. That is hard to believe. He is such a cutie. Well, I know I remember when my kids were little, and I still hear it from preschoolers all the time, when you try to help them, they're like, I can do it myself, or I'll do it, and you know those cute little words that they say. And I, I know that that is kind of the basis for where they're at in their development. So tell us a little bit, Natalie, why you think that this topic is important and kind of the experience with, with your own kids. Yeah, well, it's so funny. The I can do it by myself phrase became such a mantra or depictor for me of preschool because Mm -hmm. when Ben was three, he won this award for swim team and all the Mm -hmm. other kids were getting awards like best smile or Mm -hmm. most likely to, you know, swim the lap the fastest. (laughs) And he got the I can do it by myself award. (laughs) And I love that because we want that for our preschoolers. Mm -hmm. And some kids are more likely to say, I can do it by myself. Mm -hmm. And some kids need us to say, you can do it by yourself. But either way, it's so important for us to instill the independence and confidence in them so that when they get to school, they know that they can do it by themselves. Things like opening their chip bag Mm -hmm. or swinging their legs on the swing Mm -hmm. or asking their teacher to go to the bathroom. Things that we take for granted that they need to learn Mm -hmm. and be confident in. Yeah, it's kind of a whole new ball game when you get to kindergarten because the teacher has gosh, how many kids in a kindergarten class? 15 to 20, would you say? And um, a kid, a child has to really be able to like assert themselves to be able to ask questions and accomplish things on their own. Uh, It's very different than even a preschool environment. So I know that you have three areas that you think are really important to help our kids like grow in confidence, areas that are just really practical that we can focus on and pay attention to. So I want to jump into those. And let's just start with the area of like physical confidence. 
Yeah, I love this idea that, you know, we really understand that having physical confidence, climbing to the top of the playground or running fast or learning to pump our legs on the swings, it makes sense to us as parents that, well, that leads to a healthier body. Mm -hmm. They're going to be stronger. Mm -hmm. But, you know, research shows us that Mm -hmm. those physical challenges also lead to a healthier brain, Mm -hmm. that the brain's making so many connections all the time and problem-solving strategies Mm -hmm. that solving those problems physically helps them grow Mm -hmm. in that area. So when you see your child, you know, looking at those monkey bars and figuring out how they're going to do it Mm -hmm. and struggling a little bit, Mm -hmm. so much is happening in their brain that actually helps them solve other problems in life. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when they get to the classroom or they get to preschool uh, even and they are making decisions and they're Mm -hmm. solving problems, those physical challenges have actually helped them connect Mm -hmm. synapses and do things in their brain that we, I think, Mm -hmm. take for granted a little bit. you know, spatial awareness, decision-making skills, all of those things are being built when you're watching your child uh, cross the monkey bars, climb to the top of the mm-hmm. playground, even opening a chip bag. You know, their mm-hmm. little fingers, mm-hmm. they have to work hard to grab those that bag mm-hmm. and pull it open. Mm-hmm. But that's actually doing something in their brain mm-hmm. that's connecting to their body physically. So, Dadley, I know like some parents are thinking about that and they're thinking like, my kid is too little and I don't even see how like they're going to climb all the way to the top of like a playground set or that slide is too big. They've never done it before. Like they're, they're worried about that and fearful. And I know a lot of times, you know, I encourage parents to like, let them take a little bit of risk and you can create a safe place for them to take those risks. But do you have any advice for the mom or dad who's like, I'm nervous about that. Uh, They're probably going to fall. They might get hurt or, or just how they can help break it down, maybe even into steps for them. Them a little bit. Yeah. Isn't it awesome that God made our natural response protection? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's such a gift, you yeah. know, because that's how he is too. He, mm-hmm. he loves us and, and he's our perfect father. You know, I am not naturally great at mm-hmm. letting my kids take risks. Mm-hmm. And even the other day we were at the pool, Ben was trying to figure out how to push himself off the side of the pool to get out. Mm-hmm. And even just watching him swing and struggle his legs and figure out how to push his arms <laughs> up. I just, my natural yeah. response is to just pull him out. Yeah. But in that moment, I try always to stop myself and just think, if he can do this now, well, mm-hmm. I'm right here mm-hmm. and I can pull him out if I need to. Mm-hmm. But if he can kind of struggle a little bit and figure it out, even if he falls, mm-hmm. that will be important for him to learn that I fell and then I pulled myself back up. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm not there, he knows that even falling is something he can overcome Mm -hmm. and he can move past without necessarily my help. So even falling, even, you know, scraping their knee, Mm -hmm. uh, you're right there to help them kind of Mm -hmm. overcome. Mm -hmm. And some things I think, especially as moms, that we think, oh, it's so dangerous climbing to the very top. It's really not unsafe. We just are nervous. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think I have tried to push past just for the sake of that learning and, and them knowing that they can do it. So I know that you are actually really, really good at this next question I'm going to ask you, but... I I think 
a really important aspect, especially in like gaining confidence in physical things, is this idea of encouraging them and cheering them on. Like, what examples or what are some thoughts you have about this idea that they're trying to do something hard? They, some kids are a little afraid. I know some of my kids were more uh, brave and would just try anything, and some of my kids were way more timid and nervous. And I had to actually coax and coach and cheer them on a little bit. So, can you tell us a little bit about? Your thoughts about that? Yeah, I love in that moment when we're trying to catch ourselves and just help, you know, do it for them. I think sometimes it's helpful for me to think, how can I give them an encouraging word or how can I give them a step to take? Mm -hmm. So, for example, putting on shoes for kids, learning to put on their own shoes. That's Mm -hmm. actually hard physically. Their their little hands are trying to Mm -hmm. figure it out. They need to figure out where to put their feet, how to figure out which which shoot which foot it goes on so saying something like i know you can do this you remember i helped you yesterday and you did it or even remember that shoe you know goes on that foot Mm -hmm. and coaching them and don't we all love a coach who encourages (laughs) us Mm -hmm. and who tells us i know you can do Mm -hmm. it but also gives us steps Mm -hmm. to help us sure and just says great job at the end when you made it to the top like yeah you did it you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing okay we're going to move into our next topic we're going to talk about like the social aspects of helping kids gain independence and confidence and I know when you and I were talking about this I kind of remember back to one of my children I won't say their name, but uh, when they went off to kindergarten, they were a little bit quieter, a little bit more introverted kind of kid, a little bit shy. And um, when they went to kindergarten, they went like a half day and they had a hard time just asking to go to the bathroom. I remember coming in to pick them up and the first thing they would be like, mommy, I got to go to the bathroom so bad we would be rushing. And I would be like, did you not go all day? And they had literally held it and not gone to the bathroom all day because at the beginning of that kindergarten year, they were scared and nervous to raise their hand and draw attention to themselves and ask to go to the bathroom. And so we had to kind of like coach and work our way through. And that was when it kind of had this moment of like, I should have been preparing them. I should have like thought to myself like, oh, you're going to have to like raise your hand and ask to go to the bathroom and you're a little bit on the quiet side. That'll be hard for you. So let's jump into this aspect of like, how do we prepare our kids like socially to be able to be independent and confident and able to ask for some things that they need? Yeah, when we sent our oldest to school, I felt the same way you did. You know, his biggest challenges really didn't end up being his letters and his Uh numbers, those things I had obsessed about. Yeah, Really, the biggest things he had to learn were how Mm -hmm. to talk to his teacher, how to say no thank you when he Mm -hmm. didn't want something, Mm -hmm. you know, having the courage to use words. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried with our other two to think about that, you know, Mm -hmm. the opportunity I have when they're in preschool to give them all kinds of situations Mm -hmm. where I'm there to give them words and help coach them on how to Mm -hmm. speak to friends and adults. Mm -hmm. So I think it was about age three or four when we would go to a restaurant, we would encourage our kids to order their own lunch or dinner Mm -hmm. and figure out what they want. We would read them the menu and ask them in advance, you know, what do you think you want? And then we would ask them to speak to the waiter or waitress and try to use Mm -hmm. their name. Ask Miss Katie what you Mm -hmm. want for dinner. Mm -hmm. And then coaching them, you know, can I please have chicken fingers and fries? Mm -hmm. Great idea. For some kids, you know, just like you said with Mm -hmm. yours, uh, knowing their temperament, Mm -hmm. I think, is really helpful in this Mm -hmm. because some kids are just naturally more shy Mm -hmm. or, you know, 
or nervous, Mm -hmm. other kids are happy to talk to the waiter (laughs) and you kind of have to say, okay, they have things to do. (laughs) Yeah. But encouraging them, giving them words, uh, even sometimes they would look at us like, what's the right answer? Do I want Mm -hmm. chocolate milk Mm -hmm. or regular milk? Mm -hmm. And when it was an appropriate choice, we would say, well, which one sounds better? What Mm -hmm. do you want? Teaching them that they do have a choice. Mm -hmm. And they can ask for themselves. Another thing we love to do, and this sounds silly, but we want our kids to sit at the table long enough to have a conversation. So it's really a practice of patience more than anything and asking questions because Mm -hmm. you want them to learn Mm -hmm. a conversation is two ways. You ask and then you listen Mm -hmm. and then you get to talk. So we play this game called I'm Thinking of a Character. We just love stories and books Mm -hmm. and movies. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just say, I'm thinking of a character. He has a helmet and wings and he mm-hmm. can fly into space. Mm-hmm. And so someone says, Buzz Lightyear. Yep. And if they guess, then next they get to think of a character. Oh, great idea. And yeah. sometimes, you know, around Christmas, we'll do all Christmas characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just teaching them, you can sit here and you can talk back and forth. Sure. So I know... Um, It's really great that we're teaching them how to have conversations. I know sometimes even for kids, you can tell conversations with a grown-up is hard for them. But obviously, going to school or going into uh, places where you're not with them, they've got to be able to ask for things or talk to a grown-up. But I know we talked a little bit about um, helping children not just be able to say, yes, ma'am, or be polite or ask for something they need, but also having the ability and confidence to say no or no thank you or um, I don't want to do that in in a kind way way. So tell us a little bit about that and kind of like some examples around that. Yeah, it was really important to me and my husband. We talked about we want them to understand what that when they don't want something Mm there, they can say no thanks. And they have that voice and they have that option. Mm -hmm. So anytime the option is safe, like, for example, the milk thing, uh, Okay, no, thank you. You you don't want that. Sometimes it gets uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we were playing at the pool a few weeks ago, and my daughter, who's much more independent, she likes to play alone, mm-hmm. and we try to let her do that yeah. when we can. But a friend came up to her and said, let's go play. Let's go over here and play uh-huh. with my float. And she said, no, thanks. I'm playing mermaid by myself. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, <laughs> I have this cringing moment yeah. where I'm like, oh, but it's a friend. And yeah. You know, just those social dynamics. But at the same time, I love that my daughter Mm -hmm. felt like she could just say, no, thanks. I want to play alone Mm -hmm. and that she had those words. And I want to honor that and support it when it's kind. Um, You know, the power of a no thank you Mm -hmm. that we're sending them off and they're able to say, that's Mm -hmm. not what I want right now. Mm -hmm. And that it's kind and it's Mm -hmm. appropriate. Mm -hmm. It just gives me such confidence that, you know, when they're with an adult or when they're with another family, that Mm -hmm. they can make their own choices. Yeah, I think that's so important and that children feel like they have a voice and they can make choices and and in some ways like make choices that keep them safe and give them good answers and coaching them how to do that in a kind and polite way is, you know, sometimes a challenge with those little people, but I, I do think that that's really important. So we've talked about physical uh, confidence and growth, and we've talked about social confidence and growth. And, and you know, a little bit like physical fitness, it's like you work out, you build those muscles, you practice, practice, practice. And so we're going to move into this realm of spiritual confidence and independence. And we've, we've shared practical tips and ideas, but I think, especially as both of us are leaders in ministry and raising our children to, to love Jesus and follow their Heavenly Father, that there are things that we can and should do that give them like confidence and who 
who God is and what He is like and and why that matters as they grow. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I love that you talked about the muscle mm-hmm, building because mm-hmm. I see our faith as building muscle too, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and when we talked about climbing to the top of the playground or tying mm-hmm. our shoes, that those things require reps mm-hmm. and physical movement and mm-hmm. growing that muscle so that when you need it, it's yeah. ready. And yeah. the same thing is true about our faith and our yeah. trust and our confidence in God and who mm-hmm. He is. And I love what an incredible opportunity we have as parents of preschoolers to say, hey, this is how we have confidence in God. Mm -hmm. And when you're afraid, you can trust Him. And when Mm -hmm. you're lonely, you Mm -hmm. can talk to Him. And Mm -hmm. giving them the tools to do that, Mm -hmm. I think, is so fun. And it's it's such a cool opportunity. Um, You know, we talk a lot at our house about um, dinner dinner we don't talk about dinner time but we practice a lot at dinner time so one thing we love our kids to do is say the blessing Mm -hmm. and we try to just never correct them you know (laughs) they say the really funny things yeah thank you god for the world and thank you for my dog and thank you for my new construction paper yeah (laughs) amen and we just go with it because we want them to know you are talking to god Mm -hmm. and what you're saying is important to Mm -hmm. him and to you um, one thing we've also done at dinner that's fun is we take all our Christmas cards, you know, mm-hmm. all those pictures you mm-hmm. get of all the families you love, mm-hmm. and we just put them in a basket on the table. Mm-hmm. And then every night we'll pull somebody out and let our kids pray for that family. And idea. so it gives yeah. them an idea, a place yeah. to start. Sure. Thank you, God, for Miss Kendra, and yeah. thank you for all her mm-hmm. kids, and mm-hmm. thank you for her dog. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it just gives them a place to talk because we want them to know you can talk to God by sure. yourself. sure. Now, I know um, that you help your kids learn verses and you help them learn like key concepts about who God is and what he is like. So give us some examples like in real life when that concept of who God is kind of connected with something that was happening in your home. Yeah, one thing that's really helpful for me is are the so- our songs. Sure. Because kids will remember a song. Mm-hmm. And just like when you're in a tough moment, sometimes a verse or an encouraging word comes mm-hmm. to your mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's God speaking to us. Yeah. But, you know, our kids remember music and they yeah. remember songs. So one thing they learn in Wombland that I love is God cares for me, me, yeah. me, yeah. wants me to see, see, see yeah. the way he loves me, yeah. the way he cares. And when we have tough moments, mm-hmm. we will go back to those songs and remind them, sure. hey, remember, God cares for you. They mm-hmm. learn First Peter 5, 7 mm-hmm. in Wamba. I think we teach it once or twice yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. You know, cast your worries, cast your cares on Him because He cares for you. Mm-hmm. So in moments when they're afraid, a lot of times that's at night mm-hmm. for our kids. You know, we're, yeah. we're shutting the door and they're like, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just saying, God cares for you. He's with you mm-hmm. all night long. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Him that you're worried mm-hmm. and He's listening. Mm-hmm. And just reminding them, I hope that when they're alone and when I'm not there one day, mm-hmm. that they'll be able to recall that God cares for me, me, me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nolan especially, he loves, uh, you know, God is with us. Mm-hmm. God is mm-hmm. with us. He will never leave us mm-hmm. alone. And I've even gone in his room late at night if he wakes up scared and we'll just start singing that together mm-hmm. because I want him when he's when I'm not there. Yeah. I want that to come to his mind and yeah. that to be the truth yeah. that he recalls sure. when when he's alone. Yeah. And kids have moments when they're worried and they're afraid and um, it's not 
it's normal for children to be afraid to be left with the sitter, to be afraid at night. Um, it's it's normal just to send them off and with a sense of confidence that God is with them, He cares about them, all of those things. So I think what's so interesting as we kind of like lead into our wrap up is that in the early years, one of the ways we build confidence and independence in children is actually by being super available to them and comforting them when they when anything goes wrong and nurturing and feeding and loving and all of those things that should never end like that that strong base that there is somebody who loves me and who is there for me and will meet my needs builds a lot of confidence and independence in them but i really love and it, and it's a tricky balance for a lot of parents that those times as they begin to grow that we begin to kind of like peel their little fingers out of our hands and we cheer them on and we say in physical things in social dynamics, in spiritual things, that you can do it, that you can do it. And some of our kids have already been telling us for a while, I I do it. I do it myself, you know, kind of thing. And some of them were cheering them on and saying, like, you can do it. So, Natalie, as we kind of wrap up for parents who are like, I'm nervous about this and I don't even want to leave them in the nursery. Like, I'm scared to leave them in Wombaland because they need me and and they do need you. They for sure do. Um, What would you want to just be like last words to just kind of wrap up like, Why is it important to begin thinking, how do I help my children be more independent and more confident? Well, this is on the very practical side. You know, I have an awesome sister-in-law who's a preschool mom, Mm -hmm. and she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I have watched her coach her boys in the ways you're talking Mm -hmm. about. And she'll say, and I love this, she'll say, would you like some more help? Would you like some help? Mm -hmm. Or would you like some time? Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether they're trying to put on their shoes or Mm -hmm. jump out of the pool by themselves or scrape off their dinner plate, she'll say, would you like a little bit of help? Or Mm -hmm. would you like a little bit of time? Mm -hmm. And I just thought that's such a practical way to say, hey, you're still going to do it by yourself. I know you can. But I'm here and I can either help Mm -hmm. you and remind you how to do it. Or I can just wait here with you while you figure it out because that's important. And then, you know, on the 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 side of why, I think, you know, I, so a pastor, one of our pastors, Bill, says this a lot. He says, competence builds confidence. And even dropping your baby off in the nursery or on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. think about them growing that muscle mm-hmm. of competence of, mm-hmm. I can be here, and mm-hmm. this lady smiles at me, mm-hmm. and she sings songs mm-hmm. with me, and that's actually working a muscle in them that builds confidence that, you know what, my mommy's going to come back. My dad's going to come back. Mm -hmm. These people care for me. Mm -hmm. All of those muscles that we're stretching when we let our kids have some independence, that competence will build confidence in them. And I think the more we let them solve problems and stretch those muscles and make choices and Mm -hmm. help give them words to speak for themselves, the more we're going to feel confident when we send them to a friend's house to play, when we send them to kindergarten, we'll know that we've Mm -hmm. done our best to set them up Mm -hmm. and to not only pray for them, but pray with them, not only give them words, but let them have words. And we can say, you know what? I am so confident in you Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of you. And Mm -hmm. I know that you can do this by yourself. Such a great teaching today, Natalie. It was so great to talk with you. Thank you for sharing like all your experience and wisdom. Um, parents, I hope you know as you listen to this that sometimes confidence and independence is actually being grown in you as well. And uh, your ability to send them off, because you are going to have to one day. You're going to send them to school. They're, you want them to be able to do things on their own. is really going to come from your ability to feel good about how you've prepared them for the future. So thank 
Thanks for listening today, parents. I know you'll be really great at this, and I hope you have a great week.